You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. All right, folks, the Boston Bruins have finally hired a head coach. The head coach search fatigue is over. I'm still fucking exhausted by it. First, we didn't hire Dave Quinn, so I don't have to worry about that. We don't have to do a post-mortem episode of my fandom for the summer. (laughs) Or a post-mortem episode period of one of us. I mean, honestly, like I've seen a lot of people pushing back about the the Quinn stuff and why is everybody hating on him, blah, blah. Like me and Andrew specifically have shit-talked him for fucking months. And the fact that his name even came up was uh, tightened up my butthole real quick. When I came to this coaching search, however, I don't think he would have been a bad hire. He would not have been the hire that I wanted. I think he was a lazy, soft, easy hire if they grabbed him just because of his experience, his experience and also all of his ties. Yes. And uh, honestly, I, I would have been completely fine with Leach, but it wouldn't have been that exciting. I am a little bit excited about them hiring Jimmy Montgomery. Because I feel like that is not only the a more interesting hire, but I feel like out of just say those three guys, there's the highest ceiling with this guy. I genuinely think that. So I'm excited to see what he can do. He's got a tough road ahead of him because he doesn't exactly have a stocked cupboard at the moment with this roster. However, boys, this is a new era. Andrew, what are you thinking? I like it. I really like the hire. Um, he has had Montgomery has had success everywhere he's gone. Uh, former US, USHL champion, former NCAA champion with a couple of Elite Eights and Final Frozen Fours uh, along with it. Players love him. Um, there was an unnamed former Bruins player, uh, and I, it, I'm, hand to God, I'm pretty like 90% sure that it was Tory Krug that said that he was one of his favorite coaches to play for ever. The guy is the guy is a certified players coach. People, uh, guys will run through a wall with him. And before, I mean, we'll, we'll get in, we'll get into some of the other stuff in a minute. But he took a pretty pedestrian Stars team farther than they had any right to go mm-hmm. in his first NHL stint. So I really like the hire. I um, Neely and Sweeney held true with the type of tactic that they wanted to go with in terms of the style, in terms of how they wanted, uh, how they wanted this to go. And 
I have no complaints. I have no qualms. When we went through the names a few weeks ago, Montgomery was the one. I, I, I said specifically, Montgomery was the one with the best NHL pedigree. And I think going with Montgomery, who is the perfect mixture of NHL experience, winning experience at lower levels, and a player's coach is exactly what this team needs. Yeah, I agree with the the highest ceiling by a large margin. And honestly, his floor probably matches Quinn's. Like, Quinn's floor was, the same thing happens and it blows up in his face. Mm-hmm. Montgomery, right. I'd say that's the floor for pretty much any coach, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm really pumped. I think this is the most exciting hire. I worry about one thing in particular, but before we get to that, he's very, very responsible defensively as a coach. Young guys love him. Players in general seem to love him. Everyone has a good thing to say about this guy. He took an expansion USHL team in their first year to a championship. Like uh, Andrew mentioned, the Denver team was doing really well in college as well, along with a championship. The guy has won at every level. Except for, I mean, the NHL, which he still brought that Stars team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's really good. The guy's good. The thing that I worry about is offensively, he's not exactly an offensive coach. He ran a power play for the Blues that did very well. Second best in the league. Yeah, but the Stars team he took over was middling offensively, and a lot of people point to the players on that team. Can't you kind of do something similar with our at least bottom six going, well, you're not, you're not, don't have a ton to work with there. So if, if he's not like some offensive juggernaut, but his defense is fluid. It focuses on transition. It's creative. I think there's a lot to like about it, but it's still a defensive coach. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But you touched on something very interesting there. Not only was he number two in the league, and not only was that power play number two in the league, his two years running the power play, both of them were top five finishes. Mm-hmm. So Which we love. We need that. We so need that. He's got some, he's pretty adroit at that part of coaching as well. So huge upside with this hire. I really like it, but do you want to get into the concern? Because it's kind of an elephant in the room. I just, bit. I want to, I want to real quickly just, Hmm. Uh, with all the terrible shit that's been going on and, and the focus on this front office, I have to give them a little bit of credit. I do think that this hire took the most balls mm-hmm. to actually make. Um, Sweeney does make splashes when he, when he has kind of has his back against the wall. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this coming because I genuinely didn't think that Sweeney or for that, for that sake, Neely had the balls to make this move. Yeah. So that said, that. yeah, elephant in the room, blah, blah, blah. Uh, past alcohol issues. That's why he lost his job in Dallas. I don't care. If that's his history, I think the key word there is history. He's a few years removed from that. I've read a lot about not only the story and the issues, but also the words that came out of this guy's mouth and his road to recovery and all that stuff. If we're going to sit here and hold him to a higher standard, than anybody else with the amount of alcoholism in this, in this country, in everyone's family, like we're all touched by this. It's not unique. Yeah. It's only unique because, Oh wow. Now our head coach, have we ever had this before? You're telling me that there's been no coaches or players for that matter, who have 
a history of alcohol. Al Arbor was a raging alcoholic. <laughs> it's 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 all over the place. So the idea of focusing on that just to draw a negative on this guy, you're mm -hmm. you're grasping at straws, and I'm not going to stand for it. That's a easy easy way for me to smash the mute button on you if if that's the low hanging fruit because it's not creative, it's not funny, and it's it's embarrassing that anybody's even saying shit like that. If you want to have concerns about it, yeah, we can discuss that. Sure. But for people who want to have a, a faceless Twitter account and say stupid shit, uh, especially if you're not even a fan of this team, especially if you're a fan of the Blackhawks, as I got into with uh, with one dude. Oh, no, oh, I didn't even see that. I didn't that's, see that. It got squashed real quick. But <laughs> that said, I don't want to hear that shit. Be clever because that's not clever. You're a moron and you're a piece of shit. If that's what you want to harp on to try to bring other people down, this dude deserves a chance just as much as anybody else. Yeah. yeah. There's been zero issues for multiple years for this guy. And look at the job that he did. Look at the, as Andrew rattled off, there's so many positive reviews of this dude. And do you really think that he would get a job if we thought that this was a problem? it had to have been part of the vetting process mm -hmm. and oh yeah there and i i have said that as long as he has his support system in place and he's in a good spot that he deserves a second chance well he deserves a second chance if if anybody here has the athletic if you haven't been soured on the athletic over the last month or so hi fluto go and read Sean Shapiro's article from, I believe it was March of 2020. And it goes into Jim Montgomery. It was an interview with Jim Montgomery. And he is so candid and forthright about just how far he had fallen. He said the Dallas Stars saved his life mm -hmm. by firing him. To have that sort of come to Jesus, to have the awareness that sort of come to jesus moment in that in that sort of uh i don't know it's it's emotional it's it, it, it is kind of emotional my life's been touched by addiction i'm i'm a lot of people here of their lives have been touched by addiction and if and if you have and you've been seeing all of the trash talk about jim montgomery i sincerely i sincerely apologize to you and feel and feel just awful that you would have to like read it and go through all that all of that crap but go read that go do yourselves a favor seek out that article and you can get a great handle on the kind of man jim montgomery is mm -hmm. yeah you could focus more on his character as opposed to his past mistakes mm -hmm. the thing is that you could be if we're going to have a discussion about being concerned about it um which again is a fair con uh, conversation rather than just I, I've been seeing two things that I don't like, which is one immediately just bringing it up and being rude about it. Mm -hmm. And two, the people who are like, who the hell is this guy? And talking about how he's a no name that Sweetie's hiring, which is just a bizarre way to out yourself as someone who isn't paying attention. Or just somebody <laughs> who just wants to be mad for the sake of being right. mad. If you say who the hell is that guy, yeah. fine. But no, don't start ragging on Sweetie for it. But if you want to talk about the actual concern of it, addiction I mean, there's some people, I'm sure that there's some people who have, who have listened to this podcast who have been through addiction and it is something that does not ever go away. It's always it a process. Always there. 
It's always, always in the back of your head. And the worst part about addiction from my stance is there's this thing in your head that barters where you're like, hey, I'm fine. I've been fine for a while. And your brain starts to like make a deal with you. Like, just do this one thing. You're stressed out. Head coaching stressful. You're stressed out. Let me just take a little off. And then the next couple of months, I'll be fine. And like, that's how relapses happen. And I think a lot of people don't understand if they've never been through it, how it's not like a craving. It's a literal need and your brain is convincing you that it's going to be fine if you just do it. It's going to be okay. So when you talk about a concern, the concern should be about his health because it is something that is going to be around him at all times. You're not going to walk in to uh to any meeting with the boys outside of the rink and there's not going to be beer like that's not going to be an option right so again to your point this is a guy who's going through that walking through such a difficult scenario for him specifically and staying strong about it that's impressive as fucking hell mm -hmm. he's been doing it for a couple of years now yeah, yeah. that's hard to do and to put yourself back into that situation where you're surrounded by it which he's been with the blues and everything and still be be walking tall that's really hard and i don't think people are going to give it enough credit how incredibly difficult this stuff is and how it stays in your head I don't know. I'm impressed that I, I'm just, I'm ready to be impressed by him even more. I'm excited about the hire, but if we want to talk about personal life stuff, mm. anyone who's beaten addiction has my respect mm. and he continues to fight. It has my respect all day. Same. Here. I think it's really important that we don't focus on this because mm. it's, it's going to be there. It's, but that's his own personal battle. You know what I yes. mean? Like that's, that's not anything that fans or and, and I use that with quotation fingers when certain people are going to bring that up the second there's like a bad game or something like that. That's just unbelievably shitty because I, you know, it's going to happen whether, whether it's a troll account or not, but also this to also the, the talk radio in this, in this town. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, that's going to be brought up. Well, the idea of bringing it up is like, you're just waiting for the shoe to fall basically at that point, yeah. instead of focusing you, you on, are, on you the are task all, You are hand. almost actively rooting for failure. Exactly. exactly. Oh yeah. That's so a good if, way to put it. It's an awful so if we never talk yeah. about that end of things on this podcast again, that means that it is not an issue because I have zero interest in talking about this every fucking time there's a bad week or he has a bad press conference or, or whatever the situation is. I don't want to fucking talk about it because it's not necessarily who this guy is and it's it's again it's not any of our business unless he makes it our business which would mm -hmm. mean a relapse and it's affecting his job etc cetera, etc cetera. until that happens off the table for me yeah i can't think of a reason we would continue to bring it up i'm glad yeah. we talked about it a little bit here right i don't see a point in continuing to bring it up yep agreed agreed but yeah i mean from a from a hockey standpoint i do think this is the most exciting hire and with all the negativity that's been around this team for the last couple of weeks, I'm actually, I could feel myself starting to get excited. Hey, what because the fuck happened to the Bergeron signing? Where's that? Shut up. Uh, is that? He's still, he's still, are, are we on Bergeron watch? Yeah, he's back. He's like, he's back in town. Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. You got to hammer out the details, baby. Get hammer out the details. Hey, everything's done except for, you know, the money and the term. And, yeah. You know, we established this, Ian. <laughs> I'm pumped. I'm so ready for the season to start. I'm so ready to watch some of the prospects do some preseason stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm just really, really excited. And this hire, I, 
again, the Cassidy stuff is up in the air with how you feel about it. Um, again, I don't think it was a great firing, but we don't know what was going on in that room. Mm-hmm. But this was the hire that got me right back into it. Mm-hmm. Got me the real page, The page is completely turned for me at this point. Oh, yeah. So hopefully this, will, hopefully this will be the last time we mention this name on this podcast. But now that the dust is settled and Montgomery is in, the true... I want to know that what the true react, true initial reaction would have been for David Quinn. Would it, would it have been resignation because of all the weeks and is it, this took three weeks mm-hmm. of all the time that we spent talking about it would have just been, just been like, oh, welcome to the short shift podcast. David Quinn is our coach. Goodbye. No, I mean, <laughs> if I would have been disappointed, but just like I said at the very beginning of this podcast, because it just seemed like an easy, safe hire. Mm-hmm because of his experience and he's done it before and he's been there and he's worked in a big market, et cetera, love, et cetera. I would love to think that Quinn was the leader and then Montgomery came in and then just blew everybody's doors off. Fine with that. Completely yep. fine with that. And if that's what happened, awesome. Cause that mm-hmm. makes, that makes the hiring even, even sweeter for me. Yep. Yep. But I'm, I am a little bit surprised still because I thought Leach was going to be the guy. Yeah. But again, like that would have been like the lesser of two evils between him and, and Quinn for me. Mm-hmm. But it still would have been kind of a safe, a safe hire. Yeah. And again, kudos to the Bruins. They grew a set. They hired somebody with some incredible upside. The biggest problem in, in as far as what we know of why Cassidy got let go was because he didn't have the locker room in the same sense as I feel like Montgomery could potentially have. Mm-hmm. Players coach Cassidy clearly proved himself that he wasn't a player's coach. What does that mean for people like Jake DeBrusque? What does that mean for the young guys coming up, getting their chance in the first month, two months, three months of the season? Mm-hmm. This could get really interesting really fast. Yeah, it, uh, it could. I just had a terrible, awful, horrible thought. Let it go. Every time we've gotten any sort of decent Bruins news, Something awful has happened within the next 24 hours. All right, settle down, so, chicken little. So what's about to happen tomorrow is my question. David Krejci signs. That's not horrible. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I'm trying to counteract these vibes, dude. Hey, guys, tweet at the short shift pod with a prediction of what terrible thing happens <laughs> because something nice happened in the world of Bruins hockey. Alternatively. Fuck Ian. Don't do that. <laughs> Life is hard out here, man. It's hard. <laughs> why? Why, Ian? Why? Why are, <clears throat> why are you like this? I can't turn it off, man. I can't turn it off. I, I just can't. It's it's just what I am. I, I have I, been told I, that I am the drama, apparently. You are the fucking drama, man. No, I'm I'm even keel. I'm, I'm just ha- a normal dude. What was that? What was that? You have a crisis every episode. There's your crisis. That was I, your crisis. All right. Well, that feels a little that feels a little tame to be called a crisis is all I'm saying. I'm ready for a crisis. crisis. <laughs> 
There's going to be something happening. I guarantee we make at least one move this offseason that I have a crisis about, but I just don't know what that is yet. We don't have enough money to make a crisis move. Oh, buddy, you don't need money to make a crisis move. Yep. No, you don't. We can <laughs> you, do that shit for nothing. For nothing. For free. We can make a crisis move. So they and buy you know what? This front DeBrusque. office now has the balls to do it. Yeah. Let's see it, boys. Yep. So they oh, buy out man. Jake DeBrusque is what you're saying. What a fucking insane moment that would be. <laughs> it's such a, Andrew, you're such a dumbass. I love it. <laughs> hey, I'm just piggybacking off the shit that you're pointing out. I think you took it to another level. Oh, man. They extend Felino for three more years. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, added as an assistant, but a player coach. Yeah. <laughs> I I he's another. an assistant to the assistant coach. He's yep. he's the assistant to the regional coach of management. <laughs> he's the junior deputy regional assistant of internal coaching affairs. Impressive. Yep. I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, but all in all, I feel good. This was a good news day as far as Bruins hockey and Celtics basketball. A little fun stuff happened there too. But yep. yeah, yeah. No matter how basketball. hard the Red Sox bullpen tried to fuck my day up today. It's not going to happen. I'm going to continue my drinking as I did the second I left work. Good I'm going to drink all weekend. Mm. Happy 4th of July weekend, everybody. Also, happy Canada Day up north. Happy 4th of Canada. Happy 4th of Canada. If um, I am not on the pod next week, it's because I am recovering from a concussion. There is a slip and slide in my future this weekend. Mm -hmm. So just uh, everyone keep that in mind. Yep. Well, um, what a way to end it. <laughs> yeah. uh, before we do go, I do want to go to one phone call that I got uh, and play that voicemail. It is from a excellent Twitter interactor uh, and listener of the show, Mr. Kevin Smith. Uh, he just wants to chime in real quick on the Montgomery hire. So let's go ahead and go to Kevin and give him give him a quick minute here. Hi, boys. It's uh, Kevin Smith or uh, SmithKevin126 on Twitter. Uh, obviously, when you're getting this and seeing this, we hired Jim Montgomery. Uh, I think it's a fantastic hire. I think I'm more excited about the season now that we have a solid coach behind the bench. I think he's got winning experience. I think that Dallas team would have been something real special if he had been able to stay. Um, obviously, former a former player. Um, I think his name rhymes with something... Tyler Sagan. I see. Yeah, I think we know him pretty well. Um, he didn't officially say it out loud, but I think it was him that said it. Um, but I'm excited. I think it's a good decision. I think it's one of the smartest decisions the franchise has made this season. Um, I'm hoping that maybe with him being around, I, maybe I'm outlandish in believing this, and maybe Tyler finds a way back. We need a number one center. He's finally become the player that he's supposed to be, was supposed to be what he was drafted for in 2010. Um, probably wishful thinking here, but yeah. So I just wanted to see what you guys thought about that. And I think it's a great hire and um, I'm excited for next season a little bit more. Maybe not as much as last year the year before, but I'm pretty excited. Uh, hope this makes the show and uh, thanks for doing what you guys do every week. I really appreciate it. Go Bruins. Something, so, something team breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, halfway through that, I was thinking, I was like, okay, interesting. He thinks it was Sagan. Uh, earlier on the show, Andrew thought it was Tori Krug. And I was like, oh man, we're going to, we're going to say Tyler Sagan's name on this podcast. I think Kevin might be real hyped up on the positivity mm -hmm. right now, because I think that's a pipe dream that he ever lands back here. Some, Do you want him to? Something, something, Tiffany Horton. 
Jesus Christ. You know, there's a Torelli's daughter uh, rumor out there, too. I, I uh, believe that one way more than I believe the Horton. Because Horton would have killed that. Yes. Yes, he would have. Um, I don't want Sagan back, but I love the call. And yeah, I'm hyped up too, man. But I don't I don't want Sagan back. Yeah. I'll get to no, keep that. But if, if we're just focusing on, on Kevin's uh, Montgomery stuff, I think he nailed it. He gave every reason why everybody here should be excited to see what he can do. Great. Pressure's on. Yeah. Pre- yeah. Well, a little bit, but the pressure's definitely going to be on in two weeks when free agency starts. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Not on him. Not on him. Not on but him. But just on the team in general. Yeah. Now, this we're about to ramp up into real offseason mode real quick. That said, have you guys been watching all this disaster that the Avalanche are with this fucking Stanley Cup. Oh my that god, that thing is going to be it. like it's going to be a totaled car. I think at this point, the keeper of the cup should just give them like a toy. Yeah, they basically rebuild it every year anyway, it's which is fine. which is fine. But they're treating it like an, an inflatable fucking pool toy. Fucking who, so who fell with it? Who was that? That was Eric Johnson, who also I'm no, pretty sure fucked. Johnson? I think it was Johnson, who also I'm pretty sure fucked the cup. <laughs> he so him falling with the cup. I mean, not the one on the ice. I would the one where he, no, he fell in backwards in a bar. I think that yeah. was I, that was if, Eric Johnson. Whoever it is, that is going to get used so much for the next twenty years on Twitter. Oh my that god! Video. It really was beautiful. Anytime someone gets eliminated for the playoffs, they're going to put that logo yeah. and they're going <laughs> to fall back with it every time. It's uh, going to be beautiful. I love seeing this shit. The mm-hmm. team's having fun. I love the OV rampage when he did it. I'm all for it. Bo Byram, Bo Byram right now is <laughs> Bo Byram right now is rivaling Ovi and Kucherov. I, can't, I don't know, no. man. I, I don't know. Ovi Ovi was one in a million with that shit. Yeah. The, the fountain. He was swim. literally. Oh my yeah. He was literally drunk for like four weeks straight. <laughs> Pretty sure he was drunk the entire off season and most of the next season. <laughs> and he still scored forty six goals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but good, good on the Avalanche for fucking partying up. It's actually interesting. One of Grace's buddies uh, is out in Colorado right now and was at the bar that they were at last night. And Grace showed me some of her like Facebook stories or whatever. She was right up on them. Literally was like right there so she could touch the cup they were fucking hammered of course completely, they were completely completely hammered i love it mm-hmm. did you see mm-hmm. all the backlash of their uh, one of their beat reporters picking up the cup i did not yes see that. i did see that and it was it, someone was saying that a journal a journalist should never touch the cup i saw it should never touch it i saw it's fine if he touches it but he can't lift it over his head mm-hmm. i saw blah 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 you know what if the players say you can do it who cares who cares to me, exactly. I, I don't. I don't think that ruins the sanctity of the cup because guess what? That journalist's name isn't on it. As it's long your as it name was- going on it that matters to me. This is Ian setting precedence right now. So if he ever has the chance to lift a cup above his head, he's going to do it. I am mm-hmm. fucking going to do it. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Are you kidding? You fall right over with a raging yeah. boner. I am going <laughs> to lift that cup. And I don't care if it's cut or not. I, it will be raging. Are you kidding? Well, you'll, 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 you'll be able to balance the cup on on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, you know what? Uh, sure. Well, I'll yeah. give myself that much. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. I'm pumped right now. Yep. A, a journalist a, a journalist can lift the cup or touch the cup as long as uh, in Colorado, as long as it's not Adrian Bader. Fuck that guy. Mm. 
Oh my god, there's a few guys in Boston that I wouldn't be very happy about. Now I'm starting to get it. Never mind. Now I'm starting to see starting to click. why people yep. are upset. Yep. Uh, Party hard thoughts? abs. Any closing thoughts before uh, before we jump into the holiday weekend? Be safe, and if you drunk drive, you're an asshole. Yes. If you drive drunk, you're an asshole. Yes. And if you... I'll take it a step further. If you post a video of the fireworks that you see <laughs> on any social media, you're a bigger asshole. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time, and hopefully we have some Bergeron news, and we'll start talking about some draft prospects. What do you guys say? Uh, let's go. Happy Fourth Canada. God, I got to research so many draft prospects. We're, we don't choose till 54. There are some good ones at 54. Go Bears! Go Hire the former Atlanta yes. Falcons coach. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God damn it, let me take it again.